Galactic Star, fleet name, Galactic Star, ID number 382, empty weight mass, 1,155,000 ton mass, width 300 meters, length 1,000 meters, height excluding externals 270 meters. Ashcroft looked impressed. Guess you weren't too busy in the executive suite to learn about the pride of our fleet. What about armament and hyperdrive? asked Winner. Ashcroft nodded. Sixteen energy cannons, twenty-four torpedo tubes, thirty-eight short-range photon turrets and forty fighters, rated speed high end of eta band, TH possible. Does the TH mean what I think it does? Winner asked. Probably, the captain smiled. If you're thinking theta band, the ship's structured to that speed. Winner was impressed with Ashcroft's recitation, but then a good captain should know every asset he has available. However, Ashcroft continued, the touring passengers will not see or know of any of this. All of the tourist facilities and areas are unquestionably civilian, even to the dress code for the crew that serves them. But, once into the crew-only area, Galactic Star is still a warship. Winner smiled. Even the banks didn't know Star had remained a battle-capable ship. He'd made every effort to keep the true nature of the ship quiet. It seemed to have worked to perfection. Winner changed into his full-dress whites. He'd been through enough of those sideboards to last a lifetime, but this one was different. The passengers expected to see the full pomp of the CIC boarding. Most didn't know he'd been relieved as CEO and probably could care less. Three months later, Winner hunched down in the alley next to a mountain of rotting garbage. Destruction littered the streets with the gaps between buildings almost impenetrable. What had been the magnificent skyline was now laid waste, burning and smoldering, a victim of space bombardment. His fists clenched at the foul, nauseating, sweet smell of death that mingled with the sulfur-tainted air. On the run for two days, tired, sleepless, wet— Hungry, thirsty, and dirty, his aching, bloody body cried for relief. But his body's suffering was only a small part of the pain. He had betrayed the trust of the people of Saragossa Prime. Zed Bartok's forces occupied the planet, all due to Winner's failure to prepare for such an eventuality. Most of the commercial buildings, once the proud Saragossa city, lay in ruin or abandoned. Bartok's soldiers and mercenaries patrolled the streets, hunting for the few who dared resist. Winner told himself he had to survive. Under Bartok's rule, Saragossa would never gain the independence Winner had promised the citizens. Certainly none of the other conglomerates cared whether Saragossa remained free or fell captive to corporate interests. Survival, however, would be a challenge. Winner had to get his hands on a weapon. So far, the smallest enemy group he'd seen was a six-man squad. Cautiously, he maneuvered a large, trash-filled box in front of a hollowed-out area and made his hideout. Night was already descending. The air reeked with the stench of three days of death and destruction. It stifled other odors and clung to him like a greasy film. Fumes rose from the putrid debris, mocked his mind and made worse the haunted days on the run. He wanted to vomit, but he had not eaten. If he didn't get food and water soon, starvation and dehydration would do what his enemies had not. 
He needed sleep. Constant running and hiding left little time for finding food or a safe place to rest. Slowly, the sun crept lower. Winter, exhaustion almost complete, needed to get out of the city and to find friends. Nothing else mattered if he didn't get some distance from those who wanted him dead. After three days of killing and destroying, Bartok's drunken soldiers looted the city. Winter crouched in his hideout, ready to flee or fight, although both would bring the same end. He couldn't believe that his decision to grant democracy and an elected government to Saragossa Prime had prompted the invasion. Bartok was a renegade businessman who had earned the reputation of taking what he wanted. Saragossa's entry into the deep space protein market threatened Bartok's corner on that business. That was probably all the reason the bastard needed, but the bankers and the other conglomerates probably looked away because they feared the...